My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creatives Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to hold space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Did you hear about the Empowered Creatives Retreat? Well, imagine being immersed in the arts and culture of Ghana. Imagine being surrounded by like-minded, powerful, and creative women and being focused on your personal growth. Now imagine building an authentic tribe with fellow Black creative entrepreneurs. You get to experience all of this and more on the Empowered Creatives Retreat in Ghana. This life-changing retreat is designed to connect, empower, and support Black women artists who want to make a serious impact. So is this retreat for me? You might be asking. I got you, boo. I am hosting information sessions all February just so you can ask me all about the retreat. I'll be giving you the scoop about the traveling arrangements you need to make, give you the itinerary for the retreat, and answer all your questions. If you want to come to one of the sessions, follow me on Facebook or IG at Victoria Temple and shoot me a message. Or you can go to my website, www.kindredcreativesco.org and look up the retreat details. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Meet Tanya Cross, the co-author of the Amazon bestseller, Our Stories, His Glory book compilation, a talented accessory designer, and a digital marketing coach. Tanya is a creative entrepreneur who runs her group, Digital Marketing on a Budget, where she coaches Gen X women in business. Her journey developed organically when she couldn't find hair accessories that were natural, hair-friendly, and catered to Black women. So she did what any visionary would do. She created a business making hair accessories. Tanya is a testament that your gifts will make room for you. In this episode, learn Tanya's self-love and forgiveness journey and how it led her to a life of abundance. She'll also share how artists can build authentic brands and market their work for more visibility online. All right. Thank you so much, Tanya, for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk more with you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to come on and share um, about my creative experience with your audience. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
It's always so much fun to just hear an artist's journey because it's such a journey, right? And to, to just to learn from like everything you've experienced, I hope that it can help another artist who is really trying to figure out their own path, but knows that they want to make a life for themselves that they love, that they're passionate about. And I think you've been really great about building a path for yourself around everything that you love to do. So I really want to get into that. So I think let's start with from the beginning. I always like to start in the beginning. So I'm curious to know, when did you know that this was the path that you wanted to take, that you wanted to become a creative entrepreneur? Um, I think I knew that when I had a need, <laughs> what really sparked my creative journey and my creative path was a need that I had. Um, I went natural, started wearing my hair natural in 2001, and I had a difficult time finding natural hair-friendly hair accessories, and I had been creating things by hand since childhood, and I was sharing that experience with one of my friends, and she suggested, well, why don't you just make what you're looking for? So that was what initiated the journey. And it kind of just snowballed into a business because initially all I was trying to do was meet a need that I had. And what ended up happening is that by meeting that need, other, I realized other people had the same need and they were willing to pay me for it. So <laughs> that's basically how it evolved into a business. Yes, I think that's when the businesses, the best businesses start from a need, right? You either have your own personal need that you're trying to solve or something else in the world that you're trying to solve. I feel like that's such a good place to start. And when thinking about that with your journey with your hair, is that what continues to inspire you? Because I yes. know you've kind of branched out into writing and other things. So talk more about your creative practice and kind of how the evolution of that started. Okay. Like you said, my, my natural hair journey has really been the catalyst to the majority of the things I have done and have accomplished in the past couple of years. So that journey led to me writing the book. I am a, well, what do you call it? Like a co-author of a book anthology called Our Stories, His Glory. And that kind of evolved from my whole experience of finding myself, self-love journey, and, and just basically having an understanding of who I am and what has shaped me into the person that I am today. And what was the book about? Can you talk more about that process? Yeah, the book is about the title, like I said, is Our Stories is Glory, and basically it shares the stories uh, women and how they have overcome different things in their life and have now experienced victory in those areas. And like I said, my story was a story of unforgiveness. And my unforgiveness was towards myself. Because I know a lot of times when people think about forgiveness, they think about forgiving somebody else. But mine was not allowing myself to be all that I have been called to be. Um, yes, just, <laughs> exactly. So I, I love it. 
Yes, I basically had to forgive myself for not allowing myself to be who I am and to embrace the greatness that has been placed in me. I love that so much because that's something I say all the time that we are so powerful that sometimes we get in our own way. We're like so capable of doing so many amazing things and, you know, fear and all kinds of things stops us. But I think we have to be patient. And like you said, forgive ourselves because we're human and we're learning and we're growing. But to really step into our power, I feel like that takes a lot of strength. And I love that your book is really focusing on that, on forgiveness and like focusing on our our own genius. Right. Exactly. And then can I add another thing to that? Absolutely. Um, We also have to be willing to show ourselves grace. I think a lot of time (laughs) Mm -hmm. we have uh, difficulty showing our own self grace. We can show other people's grace, but when it comes to our own selves, we don't show Mm -hmm. ourselves grace and we need to embrace that more, especially Mm -hmm. as women. We definitely need to embrace that more. Totally agree. And so in your book, you kind of share your own experience and how you kind of forgive yourself. Correct. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. So definitely, if you all want to pick up the book, it's an Amazon bestseller. So you definitely want to check it out. And I think it's, it's a really beautiful topic and really important. So awesome. So I know that you also do a lot of other things. You're also brilliant as a marketer. So what would you consider, I know we talked about your work, you feel that is integrated, right? It's not necessarily separate. Can you just talk about what you do and how you see all of the pieces aligning? Okay. You mentioned the marketing, the way the marketing came about, once again, going back to the starting point, Um, my natural hair journey. In my natural hair journey, I created my brand, which is a women's fashion accessory brand, which is Accented Glory. And in creating that brand, I quickly realized in order for this brand to be successful, I need to figure out marketing and the marketing landscape and how all that worked because it's an e-commerce brand. So I'm selling online. So I had to navigate through the digital marketing process and figure out how all that worked. So in figuring out how all that worked, I had other friends that were starting their own brands or starting their own businesses. And they was asking me a lot of questions where, how are you doing this? And how are you doing that? And so that's when um, my oldest daughter had suggested, well, just put everybody in one group, mama. Just put them all in a Facebook group. I had no idea at that time what a Facebook group was, but I thought it was a great idea because I was just able to answer all the questions once. And so I just tell everybody at one time. So I finally figured out she helped me navigate through that, set up the Facebook group and all that. And that's kind of how the marketing, coaching, and all that got started. Once again, it was just meeting a need that I had, that I wanted to help other people build their brands as well. And I had to figure out how could I do this effectively and efficiently. So, yeah. Awesome. So you design accessories. You are also coaching. You have a Facebook group that's called Digital Marketing on a Budget. 
and you know you're also an author so I'm really curious how are you balancing it all do you give yourself space to focus on one area how are you able to maintain your art practice while building a business I want to get into that because I know that's a question of balancing that a lot of creatives have yeah the, the way you write you definitely got to have some form, a type of balance, because you can't be everything to everybody all the time. So what I do and what I've chosen to do is to basically break up my work weeks. For example, on Mondays, Mondays is my administrative day. On Tuesday is my day that I focus on my social media and my social media platforms and engaging with my audience. And then on, on Wednesdays, it's the days that I usually set up appointments or meetings. And then on Thursday is um, date night. That Thursday is specifically my husband's day. I do not yes. plan anything. <laughs> I do not plan anything on you Thursday. You got to schedule that Thursday. date night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thursday is his day on Friday. Love it. It's family day. Um, even though my... My daughters are grown. I have three adult daughters. They are 28, 25, and 23. But I still um, schedule time out to engage and spend time with them. Now, my oldest daughter is in um, Austin, Texas. Um, I, I'm in North Carolina. I don't think I mentioned this already. But we still um, have family engagement. She just joined us virtually. Um <laughs> We we figured mm -hmm. out how to how to do that, um, and we usually choose to uh, do board games or something like that, something fun, just to engage mm -hmm. and interact with each other. And Saturdays and Sundays, I reserve those days to um, replenish my inventory because all of my accessory designs are handcrafted by me. So I use those days to replenish inventory for my online shop. So just creating mm. on Saturdays and Sundays. So that's how I split up my week. And, and it works. So it smart. works for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I especially love how you schedule in family time and time with your husband. Because I feel like when we when we sometimes think of a successful businesswoman, we think that like she's totally focused on her business. But no, you can have time for your family, for things you love while running a business. And I think that's really important to share. So I'm so happy you talked about that. Yeah. And I would add this, you know, I also work a, a full-time job as well. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very important right. to, to, to have that type of balance. And, um, and one of the things I say that I value more than money is my, my time because my mm. time is very precious <laughs> to me because mm -hmm. it's so limited. And so, and this is another thing I also share with people, like you prioritize and make time for what's a priority for you. And so, and that's yes. how, that's why I had to structure my week like that because I knew what was important to me and I had to prioritize time for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. All good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's super important. 
So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about this digital marketing space that you do. I know you have a group that you coach. And one of the things I hear from artists all the time is, how do I market my stuff? How do I become more visible? How do I make sales, right? These are all the things that, you know, they don't necessarily teach you. You have to look it up. You have to figure it out yourself. And there's so many different different spaces that give you information, it can really get overwhelming. So we'd love to tap into your brilliance and share some of some marketing strategies that you use in your own brand and that you teach to really um, help other artists, you know, build their brands. So can you share maybe a couple strategies that you use that you've seen that works really well for artists, creatives to, you know, have more visibility to really share their brand or create a brand? Sure, I'd be glad to. First and foremost, I call it knowing your um, business sweet spot, just identifying what that is. And I just use myself as an example for Accent and Glory. My target audience is women who style their natural hair with hair accessories, okay? So I had to identify what my business sweet spot was. And that sweet spot is what problem do I solve or do I resolve? for that particular target audience with my particular brand. And one of the things that I did, I had to do some research and find out what their issues were, what their problems were when it came to styling with hair accessories. And one of the biggest complaints that people told me why they don't style with hair accessories was headband headaches. I don't like wearing headbands because they cause, you know, me to have headaches. So then that was my I guess, Q, as a business owner, how can I resolve this for them? How can I solve this for them? So that's when I created um, my hair accessory designs, my headband designs around being adjustable. So that way the customer can control the tension and they can decide how tight the headband is or isn't. And that resolves their problem of headband headache. So basically identifying what your business sweet spot is, what problems are you solving for your target audience and how you can make their life better. So first and foremost, do that, okay? Once you identify what that is and what that looks like, then you start marketing to that solution, you know? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I say when I'm, I'm marketing... Um, my headband designs, as I always say, no more, I leave with no more headband headaches because I know that's the issue for, for people. So yes. then, and, and I incorporate that, incorporate that in all my copyright, whether it's my captions, whether it's my content. So that's one of my key words that I use um, in all my copyright and all my content. And, and I also have this course called Google um, is your business bestie because those keywords <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> great name really is your business bestie because those really keywords is. is what draws people to your product and I a lot of the term commonly uses keywords but I like the word target words because those are the words I use to target my audience and draw my audience and drive traffic 
to my website because I know that's what they're looking for. I know they're looking for that solution. So it's important that you incorporate those words of what they're looking for in your content. And that'll draw the traffic to, to your um, website. And then that's when you start getting that visibility. Remember, you mentioned that brand visibility. That's what mm-hmm. helps you get that visibility. And once you get that visibility, then you're able to convert that follower or that like into a customer or cash because you're going to be providing them a quality product, a quality service. So yes. that's my tip. Okay. <laughs> so good. Yes. All of that is really good. So I'm just going to recap to make sure I understood. So first you have to find your sweet spot, find the solution that someone has or that your market market has and really understand how you can solve their problem, right? Correct. And then the second thing is after you find out what that problem is, then use that specific wording or description in your copy. So make sure like you were talking about the head wraps, make sure you're specific about what the solution is and how you can solve it in your business, in your marketing to draw people in right? And then after you start posting and sharing that content more, more people will find you. And that's how you become more visible. Is that right? Correct. And then with the, but the last thing and the most important thing, because I know we all say, you know, we, we love um, being in business and serving people and doing this, but our ultimate goal is to make money. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) That's the ultimate goal. So once you get that visibility, it's important that you convert that following or that like into a customer or cash. Yes, yes. And and the way you do that is provide quality products or services. Mm -hmm. Because quality, quality always outweighs quantity. Quality, quality, quality. You are preaching. Yes. Quality over quantity. Absolutely. Really put out good work. Because I know I hear from people, you know, you should post every day and all of this. But I really feel like if you're posting garbage every day, then what's the point, right? So make sure you're posting quality things that people actually need and want to hear about, you know, and that's how you draw people in. So even if you post once a week, twice a week, whatever, if it's really good quality content, then your people will find you and it will draw people in and make it fun. I always say make it fun because then you'll continue to do it. So like find things that you love to do naturally or that's fun to you and incorporate that in your marketing so that it will be sustainable for you. Exactly. And I agree with that because I don't post every day. And and what you'll find that eventually happens because I post maybe um, once a week, say for Instagram, for instance, I post at the most twice a week, but most of the time I only post once a week on Instagram. So what ended up happening is my my customer base became accustomed to that. Cause I, I mean, I knew my limitations, you know, I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. showing my own self grace. Tanya, you can't post every day. You work a full-time job. You have a household to manage. You have a family to manage. But the key is right. not how often you post, but your consistency. Like you consistently posting mm-hmm. once a week 
and the same, and if possible, the same day of the week. And what I started noticing is when I would look at my numbers and my insights is that, okay, people know I'm going to post at 12 noon, which is during my lunch break <laughs> at my mm-hmm. nine to five on Wednesday. So that's the, that's the most engaged. That's the day I have the most engagement on is because I, yeah. I, I basically made my, I guess, audience become accustomed to me instead of me trying to become accustomed to them. Does that make sense? So now yes, they look for I my post. <laughs> now they look for my, they know that I'm going to post sometime between 12 noon and 1 p.m. on the days that I post because that, I'll, that's what I could do. And that's what they're used to. And now they look for it. Yes, so, yeah. absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, it is about consistency. So whether you're you're writing a newsletter, you're making a podcast, you're posting on social media, whatever it is, you're putting your art out in, you're submitting it to galleries, whatever it is, just make sure you're consistent because that's how you build momentum. So I think you're absolutely right. And the other thing that I really love what you said, because self-care is like super important to me because I'm always trying to figure out how can I make this easier for myself? How can I take better care of myself? And what you just said about doing what works best for you. So if you know that your schedule is, you know, busy or you're not able to manage something, then do what you know you can do. Do what you know you can be consistent on because that's what's most important. So really tap into your own needs and your community will follow. So brilliant. Thank you for sharing all the magic. I want to share one more. Can I share one more thing? Do we have enough time? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. I love it. Another thing as far as marketing, a lot of people miss in marketing. Um, especially as creatives, because we so engage and involved in the creative process. But don't get me wrong, I know that's important. But mm-hmm. if you have a business, you have to market it. And one of the things we miss in marketing is the evaluation process of marketing. Mm. You know, because I mentioned looking at your numbers, you have to make it a habit of looking at your insights looking at your numbers because what your numbers basically tell you is what's effective and what's not it tells you what's what's getting you the most engagement and what's not and once you realize what's giving you the most engagement you need to do more of that Mm -hmm. because once again the ultimate goal is to drive people and drive traffic to your website so all your posts anything you do on social media should always 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 I don't care what it is lead people to your website Mm -hmm. even if you are just posting a quote even if you are just posting something funny or something engaging always include a link or access to your website because that's what you want to do is drive traffic to your website and then like you say I've noticed that my audience for some reason love photos of me and I don't like taking pictures, but guess mm-hmm. what Tanya do? Tanya take more pictures. <laughs> because that's what, that's what I get the most engagement on. So, yeah. you know, and, and I know that because I look at my numbers. I look at my data and the data says my audience loves pictures of me. Mm. So, oh. yeah. 
So many okay. gems and I'm of done. Wisdom. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I didn't mean to turn it into a coaching session. <laughs> No, thank you for sharing all that because I think it's super important to look at your numbers and we miss that, right? To evaluate what's working and keep doing what's working. So I'm so glad you said that because it's really important. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. So I think I really just want to end this conversation with lessons learned because you've already shared so much. And thank you so much for sharing all those marketing tips. But I'm curious, as you have gone through your entrepreneurial journey, as you continue to make work as an artist, what is the best advice that you would give someone who is kind of in that stage between becoming a full-time artist or dedicating more time into their creative practice and really wanting to build a business around that, what advice would you give someone who's just starting out? Um, the advice I would give to someone is that baby steps are okay. I think a lot of times we feel like we have big dreams and we have big goals, but it's okay to take baby steps to reach those big dreams and to reach those big goals. It's okay to break it up into small, doable tasks. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people get frustrated because they expect everything to happen, you know, expeditiously and quickly. But it's just easier and less overwhelming for you if you just understand that it's a process and the steps you're going to have to take to reach that. Because for me personally, um, I've been on this journey. I launched my brand in 2013 and I really didn't reach that, I guess, comments of I got it and this is what's working and this was effective to probably five years in. So it's a bunch mm -hmm. of trial and error and trying to figure out what works and works don't. But once you hit that, you good, but it takes time. And just understand yes. that it takes time. <laughs> yes, it does. It's a process. Yep. You have to continue going. I love it. Thank you. So I like to give my... Um, I love to give you just some chance to give yourself any shout outs, anything that's coming up, or how can people reach out to you? How can people get in contact with you, Tanya? Okay. I'd like to make it easy for people to find me. Um, as far as my social media handles, they're all the same across the board for my women's fashion accessory brand at Sending Glory. My handle is at at Sending Glory. Um, for my organization where I host the personal development and small business online workshops and the courses and things, that is Divine Events, T-H-E-V-I-N-E-E-V-E-N-T-S, and it's at Divine Events, and that's the same across the board, and as far as my coaching services, it is Strategy the word strategy and preneur at the end and it's at strategy preneur across the board. Now that's my social media platforms. Um, as far as my websites is um, at Center Glory, Divine Events. And, um, and I'm still waiting on uh, GoDaddy <laughs> to confirm my strategy preneur um, website, but um, it will be at the soon. It will be at the soon. So it'd be strategypreneur.com. 
Awesome. I will also have all of your links in the show notes. So anyone can click on them and get in contact with you because your work is beautiful. I love your hair accessories and Thank you are you. clearly a creative genius. So people should get in contact yeah. with you. And I also want to thank you, Vicki, for oh. definitely creating this platform of kindred creatives, collective. I mean, I think it's just amazing because I think as women, especially women of color, it's important for us to to uplift and support each other. And mm -hmm. I just want to thank you for creating this amazing platform and giving us the opportunity to share our gifts and talents with the world. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me. And it's really just talking to people like you that brings me so much joy. So thank you because you give me life and I'm so appreciative. And I just want to continue to like shine a light on all of these badass creative geniuses out yes. there, black <laughs> women, because we are out here doing amazing work. So thank you for sharing a little bit of what you do. And I'm so looking forward to get to know you more yes Thank yes you. and definitely shout out to your group she got an amazing face group guys facebook group yeah you don't have facebook <laughs> group yet <laughs> yes the african women creative group, group. Yes. thank you you are in the group i appreciate that shout out <laughs> all right i will talk to you soon have a good one thank you bye, bye. See you next week, same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.